The following program is sponsored by Cleveland Right to Life and is responsible for its content. Welcome to From the Median, a daily report from the front line of the pro-life movement, discussing two worldviews that are driving our culture in opposite directions. From the Median asks, which side of the road are you on? What direction do you want our culture to go? Tune in as we plan the route that takes us back to the culture of life. And now your host, Molly Smith. Good evening and welcome to From the Median, where we are concerned with the middle ground, not just to understand both sides of an argument, but also to awaken the consciences of those who are neutral or indifferent to this, the greatest civil rights movement of all times, the pro-life movement. Listeners, as always, great to have you with us. Thank you so much for joining. We've got a lot going on during this program, and I want to get right to it. But before I get there, the usual reminder, please remember to pass this program on either via our website, fromthemedian.org, or encourage people to go through their podcast app and to download it from The Median. And you'll find it on all the podcast apps have got our programs running. And ask them to just type in Mark Harrington, and it'll pop up with this current program. Mark, it's so so good to have you with us. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm going to tell people all about who you are, but firstly, let me just say welcome. Well, thanks for having me. It's a privilege. Mark, you know, you are the founder and president of Created Equal, which is a pro-life education and outreach organization based in Columbus, Ohio, which is such a, an honor to have you here in Ohio. You most of what you do, you travel to universities across the nation to inspire young people mm-hmm. and young apologetics, and you, you mentor future leaders, and I've met many of them that have come through your programming. Unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. Over the years, we've seen created equal on the cutting edge of the pro-life movement. I know that at the beginning, and I, I have admitted this to you many times, I was one of them that said, Oh my goodness, you're getting way too out ahead of yourself. You never were because you, you actually show people what abortion looks like. How did you get there? Just, well, before we get there, let me just tell everybody. Mark is going to be, if you like, as you listen to this, remember this. Mark is going to be one of our speakers at our Bringing America Back to Life convention, which will be held here in Independence, Ohio at the Embassy Suites on March 8th and 9th. Mark will be talking and giving his amazing testimony and sort of just a whole philosophy of how we do things, how we must do things in the pro-life movement. He's going to be talking from four to five on March the 8th, on Friday, March the 8th. And he's going to bring to us some incredible information. You do not want to miss this presentation. Again, Mark, uh, bringing America back to life convention. You just do bringing America back to life.org, bringing America back to life.org. Go there and register. We have sold out for the past six years. So it's very important that you get there, that you, that you, um, go earlier and, and, uh, register for the, for the program. Now we're going to get into why we did, we invited Mark. Mark, you, um, for many years have, you've been at this forever, absolutely forever. And as I said, one of the things that I've always, at the beginning, I used to say, Oh, Mark, no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. I am 300% convinced that you have the right way. What got you on this path? Well, like so many, Molly, uh, I was converted to the pro-life view because I saw an abortion victim, a picture. In fact, it was my wife who showed it to me. And I can remember that moment in my mind. It just crystallized why I do what I do. If I look back, that was it. Now, a lot of people, one way or the other, 
they were convinced that abortion was wrong because they saw the photos. <clears throat> I mean, I think that's just, if you talk to anybody who's pro-life, a lot of pro-life leaders, somewhere along the line, and sometimes it was right at the beginning, they saw an abortion victim, a picture or video, and that did it. That changed my life uh, that, at the very moment, and I knew I had to do something about it. So, uh, you know, one thing led to another, led to another. I was involved in Operation Rescue. We blocked doors at clinics. I, you know, civil disobedience, everything I did. And then I met Greg Cunningham in 1999. And Greg, as you know, is with the uh, Center for Bioethical Reform. Mm-hmm. And Greg created a display that he took to college campuses that juxtaposed images of abortion with pictures of the Holocaust, lynching, and other genocide. And he came to the Ohio State University. And, of course, being the local pro-life activist that I was here in Columbus, I said, well, i got to be part of that. And I went down there, and I was part of that. And I saw Greg and others be able to to debate abortion in a way that I had never seen before. And that is you when you when you put the evidence of abortion in front of people, students in this case, and college campuses, and you couple that with a very well-reasoned, winsome approach to defending the position, it's a one-two punch that you cannot replicate anywhere else. Mm-hmm. you got to have the evidence, and you have to have the arguments. Uh, the pictures lay the foundation for the debate. Without those, it's just somebody's opinion uh, against your opinion. So you have to lay, lay the foundation, and the foundation is this. The unborn are human at conception, and abortion is an act of violence that kills a baby. Once you settle those facts, then we can have the discussion. Hmm. And that's the important part of all of this. We're, we don't, if you don't include that, it's, it, you know, I, I consider myself a good debater, but I'm not good enough on my own. My words alone are not adequate enough. And I think that's good. That's true with a lot of us. We know the arguments. But if you leave out the evidence, the pictures themselves, which I think are our best evidence, then you're missing a key piece to the to the debate. And so that's what convinced me that we should begin to do this across the country. I joined CBR, spent 10 years with them, founded Creating Equal in 2011. I've been at it for about 20 years. Wow. Wow. You are so right, you know, because, uh, you know, let's just go, let's look, look at very, very current history with the, the George, George Floyd thing, you know, what, what happened mm-hmm. there. That picture kept they, people, they kept showing it and showing it and showing it to, to prove to everybody this is what happened. This is what happened. And so the, those pictures are so incredibly powerful. They really are. I, I am, you know, and maybe that's why so many people don't want to look at them because you don't want to think this is happening down the road, you know. Three blocks from right. you, there's an abortion uh, uh, mill that's that's doing this to children. So I don't want to look. I don't want to look. I don't want to look. Sort of, you know, don't tell, tell, lock your ears and your eyes, and off you go, and you pretend that nothing's happening. In the meantime, children are being slaughtered in these places, absolutely slaughtered. That's exactly right. And here's the difference between saying showing pictures of historical social reform, which is long ago and far away, and we all can condemn it. We can easily look at, well, it's still difficult to look at, but we can look at those and they don't bother us like abortion pictures. Yeah. And the reason they don't is because we're tolerating it now. Yep. And millions of American women are doing this, uh, unfortunately, right? And there are others who are complicit 
Mm-hmm. And so they're going to do everything they can to hide the evidence. Uh, and that's the difference. I, I Yesterday I was looking at a PETA display, you know them. They're the yes. uh, people for the ethical treatment of animals. And they use similar imagery when it, re- regarding animals and, and the cruelty to animals and experimentation and stuff like that. And that's a popular movement. You know why? Because nobody is experimenting on animals except for hospitals and medical facilities and these kinds of things. The average American has no involvement in the mistreatment of animals, yeah. generally speaking. Yeah. And so they're okay to see these photos. They're still disturbing, but they're not, you know, they're not part of the problem. They're not complicit. Yeah. And that's why a lot of people don't want to see the photos. We say they need to see them as disturbing as they are uh, and as off-putting as they are. That's kind of the point. Yeah. You know, people see them, they get it. And so that's what we've been doing. And, and in 2011, we started Created Equal. And it really, we couple that with raising up the next generation. That is reaching high school and college age uh, young people, students, because we've got to uh, build a, 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 a generation that's going to be able to carry on this fight long after you and I are gone, because this battle is not going away. In fact, we just saw here in Ohio and other places where, you know, we're beginning to see defeats and we better get our act together really soon and get our young people involved or else we may repeat this uh, over the next several years. Uh, you know, that's my main concern yeah, yeah. and that's why we train young people. I'm talking to Mark Harrington, who is the president and founder of Created Equal, which is a, an organization that is bringing you the truth, the real truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth um, with with regards to abortion. They do it through a very effective imagery, photo, photo, photography, uh, photographed imagery, imagery of, of the um, un, aborted child, shows you exactly what we're doing to our children. Mark will be talking at the Bringing America Back to Life convention on March. March 8th at the Embassy Suites in Independence. The, the, um, the, the uh, uh, convention goes from both March 8th and March 9th. Go to our website, bringingamericabacktolife.org, and look at the lineup. But Mark, Mark will be speaking at four, between 4 and 5 on Friday, March the 8th um, at, at the Embassy Suites. We're gonna, Mark, what will you be addressing at, this, at the convention? Well, I've given the uh, title, Taking It to Their Turf how to reach the next generation, taking it to their turf. In other words, the pro-life movement needs to come out from behind our, you know, safety of our four walls and our keyboards and all that, you know, which there's still value to that, of course. And we need to get out into the streets. We got to be out in the public domain and particularly our college campuses. Why? Because that's the marketplace of ideas. That's where young people are formulating their worldview. That's where women are unfortunately choosing abortion. Uh, it, it is the quintessential marketplace. And so I'm going to be talking about taking it to their turf. Of course, abortion victim photography and video is part of that. But it's how do we mobilize the pro-life movement to get out in the public domain, to use the First Amendment to our advantage, to reach people, change hearts and minds, because Politics is downstream from culture, meaning we've got to start changing public opinion and culture if we ever want to think that we're going to start seeing the politics change and the laws change. And so one of the lessons here in Ohio, I think, and just generally across the country is 
we may be losing elections because the culture hasn't changed sufficiently enough to win some of these. And so we got to do the hard work and have the long view of changing people's hearts and minds. And so that's what I'll be talking about, taking it to their turf, to the enemy's turf, per se. That's a college campus and raising up the next generation and doing so. Uh, and people, like I say, our young people love this stuff. They, they, you know, this is their generation. They want to make an impact. They're looking for a, a battle to which they can be a part of. And we're providing that. So that's what I'm going to be talking about uh, at the conference. What do you say to people, Mark, who say to, sort of what I said at the beginning when I first saw the the, the the, the, the pictures. Um, oh, you can't do that. That's just too much. It's too disturbing for the woman that's going, walking into the clinic. To the, it's not mm-hmm. a clinic. It's it's a mill. What do you mm-hmm. say to people that say that to you? I know what you said to me, but I want you to tell them. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, here's the thing. There's going to be differences of opinion on this, and, and especially in an abortion center. Uh, some people think you shouldn't use them there. I'm like, okay, fine. But I hope you have prenatal imagery. Mm-hmm. Some kind of imagery, because 90 percent of the girls that go inside that clinic, you're not going to be able to talk to them face to face. Absolutely. You just can't. So you've got to get some kind of information to them quickly at a glance. And images are the way. So that's at the abortion centers. Uh, when it comes to, oh, it's too much. Well, of course it is. But here's the thing. The young people on these college campuses, they... I wouldn't say they respect us, but they understand it. They get it. And they may object to us being out there, but they understand that this is necessary. And I think our movement, as time goes on, is becoming more and more open to the use of these images. Mm -hmm. Because we cannot just, like I say, rhetorically make the case alone. The pictures have to be used. Evidence has to be used. And as there's there's a suppression, you know, the Planned Parenthood and and all the others are doing everything they can to cover up the pictures, the actual uh, evidence of abortion. And we shouldn't be part of that. Mm-hmm. We should be exposing those imagery images to others. Uh, I'll I'll just say this as well. I understand it's going to uh, upset people. It's going to bother them. Uh, and I say that's that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. People need to be bothered. People need to be upset because if you don't bother them, they won't stop enough to think about what's going on. They need to be bothered in order to think. We're not bothering them just to upset them and make them mad. We're trying to bother them to get them to think differently. Uh, And you have to have a strong message to do that. And that's why we use the victim photography. Very, very um, powerful incredibly powerful the very fact that that people don't want to look says that 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 imagery is something that is is disturbing as you've pointed out um when you're on the camp college campuses do you and and i i probably know the answer to this but do you end up by converting more people than you push away well, I mean, it's hard to know exactly because people don't call them. They'll come up to you and say, hey, you know, I've changed my mind today. Yeah. But there's not a time that we don't that we go out where we don't have someone change their mind. Yeah. Period. It happens everywhere we go. Yeah. And for those that don't who pass by, what we do is we put an image in their minds that they won't be able to get rid of. We call it putting the pebble in their shoe. 
It's something that it will be embedded in their minds and their psyche for as long as they live. They'll never be able to get that photo out of there. And over time, as we know, that can have impact. Yeah. Uh, people come back to us sometimes and say, you know, you guys were out here a year ago. And, you know, I thought you guys were crazy. But now I've thought about this and I investigated it myself and I've changed my, my mind on this. So it's maybe not the first time, might be the second, third time that we convince them. But over time, those images have long-term impact on people. We know that. Images of injustice have a way of embedding in our minds. And so uh, we may not convert them right away, but we also have just not just ev- uh, anecdotal evidence. There has been polling done in certain cases, a uh, Canadian uh, study that was done. And, and as you know, our friends up in uh, Michigan created a recent uh, a video making the case for abortion victim photography. Uh, you know, the evidence is there. I think it's overwhelming. I think most people agree that it works. They're just a lot of them unwilling to take the heat that comes with displaying them. And, and I agree. I understand that. But at some point, we've got to say, I'm willing to be hated in order for people to hate abortion. Absolutely. And that's really what it comes down to. Absolutely. You know, it's going to be interesting because um, right after you, uh, you'll, you'll be the last speaker before the, the, the gala dinner in the evening. And the gala dinner speaker at that time is David, uh, is David B. Wright, who, yeah. and I love the fact that we've, and honestly, I don't know how we actually get all of this stuff together the way it always works out at our convention. But I really <laughs> it's a, don't know. It's a lot of work. I don't, sometimes I wonder how you're doing. No, but I mean, I just, the order as to how you know you you had a specific time that you thought would be better for you and then somebody else has another and then you put it all together and here's what we've got i mean we've got in the in the in the morning um at at lunchtime we have mark hauk who's going to be talking yeah so he's going to be talking about his experience outside of an abortion Mm -hmm. facility where the where the um you know the the abortion so-called escorts actually attacked his son and so he protected his son and then he gets arrested by the fbi 18 months later and and on and on and on so he's going to be talking about that which just gives you that whole idea of actually taking action they are taking action. They were doing that when, when this happened. And it's continuing on. We've got a very dear friend, uh, Paul Vaughan, who's on a, on a board that I serve on. And Paul has just been convicted of, you know, same, the FACE Act the garbage that's going on. Right. Then we've got you speaking at, um, at, at four o'clock and then five o'clock at, at seven o'clock, we have David B. Wright speaking, who is the founder of, uh, you know, 40 Days for Life, one of the founders of 40 Days for Life. So you look at all of this sort of, Lining up. This is God's, this is absolutely a God thing. So folks, don't forget bringing America back to life, um, dot org, bringing America back to life dot org. But, you know, I, I know, I also know, Mark, that you don't, you don't just talk about the, uh, the actual abortion issue. I know one of the things up on your, on your website was, uh, is this whole story about why you do not stand, you know, why the whole birth control issue has become one of the issues that you deal with. Tell us why that mm-hmm. is. Well, I mean, we're, we're a human rights organization and we oppose abortion and birth control, as you know, is a misnomer. Yes. Generally, uh, lots of so-called birth control are not birth control. They're abortifacient. Yes. They're abortifacient methods of uh, uh, basically killing abortions uh, or killing a baby. So it's medical abortion. Now, a lot of women don't realize it because they've been lied to. But the birth control pill can cause an abortion. 
and we need to talk about it. So that is not a, a subject that's off limits with us. We oppose all abortion, even if it's uh, medical abortion, whether it's the uh, mifepristone and the, you know that regimen, or it's the birth control pill. Women, American women, need to know that the consequences of taking the birth control pill could be that you're aborting. And so we explain that to them, and we're opposed to it for that reason. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, this is what I love about what you're doing, because it is a full spectrum education program. It's full spectrum. It goes from the beginning to the end and shows, you know, right from the beginning. That's why I brought it up, because right at the beginning, you start killing a child at the beginning of its life, you know, whether it's, you know, an hour old or whatever as to, as to the, you know, right up to when they do, when they're killing now, right up to the moment of birth, which is what we've got now in Ohio. Um, you know, so it's, it's a full spectrum, um, program well a, a, a approach to the, how to how to stop this absolute abomination in on our on, on in in America and everywhere across the world what um tell us a little bit about some of the things that you do created equal does to, in order to involve the, the 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 justice right and all of those types of things tell us all about it right so our main recruiting uh effort is what you mentioned, which is our justice right, which, by the way, will be happening the week that we're at the uh, Bring America Back to Life conference. Our young people will be in Florida. We, what we do is we load up uh, bus loads, of char charter bus loads of young people, and we take them on the road. And we train them in the bus. We train them outside the bus. We train them in the classroom. Then we take them on a college campus. Uh, we patterned it after the civil rights Freedom Rides in that if you read the history of social reform and the civil rights movement, that was a turning point in that battle when young people mainly who were college age, some of them left college or left their jobs to join these Freedom Rides. And the Freedom Rides were these rides where they were defying the state rules on segregation. And that made national news. As we all know, there was violence, unfortunately. Uh, and, and it just brought to a head the battle. But what, what, what the key was is that young people were together with other young people fighting for a cause that was bigger than themselves. And they refer to it as synergy. And it's something that happens when you're locked in with others. And so that's what the justice right is. Put a bunch of people, young people together for a week, take them on the road, and they build this synergy that they understand they're not alone. They're not fighting this alone. They're in a broader movement of youth across the country that want to make this cause forefront, this this front and center uh, in, in America. And so that's our training program. And we recruit from that for people to either go back home to their own communities and do the activism through a mentoring program that we set up, or they join, join us on as staff here at Created Equal. So that's how we recruit them and put them in the game. Hmm. You have a thing called Jumbotron. Yeah. Tell us about the Jumbotron. <laughs> Jumbotron is our gigantic LED screen. We all are familiar with those. If you go to a sporting event anywhere uh, in Cleveland, if you go to the you know Cleveland Indians or the Browns game, you have these giant screens. Well, we use those at large public venues to show abortion victims. And, you know, the old saying is a picture is worth a thousand words. That John F. Kennedy coined that. But I believe not only as a picture is worth a thousand words, 
but a video is worth a million words. Yeah, yeah. And video is the medium to which people are learning today. Therefore, we have to be not only on their phones, which we are, but we need to be on the, in the public venues using these this technology to change hearts and minds. Absolutely. So we have jumbotrons, we have mobile units and stuff like that. Again, trying to get these pictures in as many people's heads as possible. Absolutely. God bless you, Mark Harrington. Unbelievable work that you've been doing over the years. Just really, you hung in there where everybody, a lot of people were, you know, sort of saying, Oh, Mark, Mark, don't do this. And you never, <laughs> you never blinked. You, you are one of my heroes in life. <laughs> so God I bless appreciate you. that. God bless Likewise. You. <laughs> Likewise. God bless you. All right. We'll, we'll come. If you want to come and see Mark and, and listen to his wonderful story and, and his presentation again, March the 8th. Four o'clock at the Embassy Suites in Independence, Ohio. Come and be part of the Bringing America Back to Life.org. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mark. God bless you lots. Thanks for having me. Don't go anywhere. I will be back with you right after this very short break with another world-class inspiring guest. 